Hello listeners, I'm popping in here quickly to introduce the newest branch of Future Insights Network, Synex. We have partnered with Professor David Simchi Levy of MIT to bring you a growing list of executive online courses, teaching you how to run a resilient supply chain in a VUCA world. You are about to hear a fantastic conversation highlighting the benefits of digital transformation. And I just had to speak to you today as our January course, Supply Chain Digitization and Resiliency, covers this very topic. For more information, head to our website, futureinsights.org forward slash finex, or find us on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's Transform Talk. Being a legendary um, uh, company, dairy company in Greece, we say we grew up with Delta. And this means that, you know, we had the milk and all the uh, elements behind it. But also it meant that, you know, the process and the systems grew up with the company itself. It came up to a point where we realized that what brought us here, being successful, being the leaders, if you want, in the market, is not what's going to take us and make us successful in the future. And that has many parameters, like agility, like, uh, you know, ways of doing things, like ways of thinking. You know, sometimes we're stuck and saying, look, we have been doing this for ages successfully. Why change it? But that's indeed where the secret lies. We need to change and we need to rethink everything we do. You're listening to Transform Talks, the podcast about global supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, a fast-growing network of over 130,000 supply chain and manufacturing executives worldwide. Now on this show, I'm going to be interviewing and having conversations with some of the biggest names in supply chain and business, where we're going to be discussing topics around digitization, transformation, leadership, technology, business models, diversity, sustainability, and much, much more. Welcome back to a very special episode of Transform Talks. This week, I'm joined by not one, but two amazing guests. Delta Foods is one of the largest food companies in Southeast Europe, and they recently underwent a remarkable digital transformation to its supply chain. So, to find out more, I decided to invite Alexander Skandalakis and Stathis Makantasis from Delta so that they could shed some more light on how they were able to completely modernize the company's legacy supply chain system. During our conversation, Alex, Stathis, and I were able to discuss the motivation behind the transformation some of the quick wins that were gained, and what their employees thought about the changes that were made. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Transform Talks, Alexandros and Stathis. Thanks for being here. Hello, Maria. It's a pleasure to, to be here with you, and thanks a lot for the invite and the chat that we have today, which is going to be wonderful as always. And thank you very much. Um, I'm going to jump straight in and ask you about the move from legacy to digital for, for Delta. Now, maybe if you can give us a, an overview of why you felt it was necessary to move away from some legacy systems. Uh, was it a complete overhaul on your side? I mean, why, what was the plan? So Delta is a, a legacy company in Greece, so 70 years old actually this year, um, quite known for its products. It has a wide range of products, starting from milk products, you know, all the dairy, yogurt, juices, teas. Um, supplying direct to the customer, and it's an end-to-end business. So it starts from picking the milk from the farm itself and taking down to the smallest point of sale around the corner of the neighborhood. So it is um, uh, quite a big, let's say, end-to-end uh, business. Just to give you a little bit of some figures behind it, 
we're talking about um, almost uh, in kilometers run throughout the, the day, about 46,000 kilometers. So that's a little bit more than around the globe. And that's done on a daily business. That starts from taking the milk down to actually giving it and delivering it to the uh, last point of sale. Being a legendary um, uh, company, dairy company in Greece, we say we grew up with Delta. And this means that you know, we had the milk and all the uh, elements behind it. But also it meant that you know, the process and the systems grew up with the company itself. It came up to a point where we realized that what brought us here, being successful, being the leaders, if you want, in the market, is not what's going to take us and make us successful in the future. And that has many parameters, like agility, like uh, you know, ways of doing things, like ways of thinking. You know, sometimes we're stuck and saying, look, we have been doing this for ages successfully. Why change it? But that's indeed where the secret lies. We need to change and we need to rethink everything we do. That was the first thing. Of course, the difficulty that came also around is that we needed to learn, to unlearn and relearn again. And that is something that, you know, it's very difficult when it comes to the time of actually implementing that change itself. The third reason that came is that, of course, we want to find new ways of doing things, not being stuck in the successful, but old way of doing things. And that's where digital came into the scene. And we wanted to change our legacy processes and systems to go towards that direction. Now, what we did is we started with an end-to-end -end view. We said, look, if we start looking and making islands of information, well, we're simply going to crash because the amount of data, and we're talking about super fast-moving consumer goods here. I mean, you know, fresh milk expires in, you know, seven days or eight days. So you cannot say, I will stock it or I will, you know, put it, you know, keep it. Even in cold storage, you know, the days are counting. So we had to completely rethink and we wanted an end-to-end -end view. Now, digital for us was not the solution. And, you know, it sounds really strange because you say, look, it would help you, was the enabler. So we used digital as a means to go to the result. So that's how we, it started. And we started realizing that we need to change. We need, we cannot have the old way of doing things. Now, our motto was start small, but think big, but move fast when we start. So we have today to share with you a few, if you want, case studies, a few opportunities that we touched upon that actually are down-to-earth solutions, simple, with a big impact. And actually it shows that if you start picking on the low-hanging fruits, that's where the benefit is. Well, thank you for that, for giving us some perspective on the company. and and. I think from what I can see from my research notes that this is Delta is the largest food company in Southeast Europe, isn't it? Yes, it's one, you know, one of the largest. And now it's not only in the dairy business, but it also has it moved into completely different nutrition elements like, you know, juices or tea or plant based. And there are, of course, plans to expand furthermore in the future. So there's quite a lot of things that go into that side. Um, yes, indeed, it's one of the biggest and a, a leader also in many of the categories that it operates. So Stathis, now I can imagine that when you're proposing kind of all this change to the senior level management in your business or shareholders, that they're looking for what kind of paybacks are we going to get for some of these changes, right? Now, a lot of these paybacks might be, or the return on investment might not be visible for weeks, sorry, years even, I imagine, months, years, etc. Did you have any quick wins? 
and uh, you know any small impl- I mean small implementation times or short implementation times. Yes, we had some. Uh, all of our projects are. Uh, were, we had a payback period of less than a day. Let's say uh, we have developed. We have developed very simple but yet very effective solutions to record real-time information on our milk collection, such as logistics routes, quantities received, quality parameters, uh, such as HASP, we're talking about milk, uh, uh, automatic invoicing, and many more. Uh, Through network optimization parameters, we're improving our SG indicators, such as the kilometers traveled per ton, per ton. Improving uh, our collection capacity by 18%, 1.8, reducing our cost by 6%, and having a real-time info on what will, uh, will arrive at the factory at the, uh, which specific time. Because we're talking about uh, products, as Alexandros mentioned, of uh, seven days uh, product shelf life. In the areas of finished goods picking, in the distribution centers, we have moved, we have moved and I'm very proud of it, because we have moved uh, from our legacy hand scanning and the recording system to a very innovative, uh, innovative uh, vision pick, uh, system picking uh, using augmented reality, along with a peak by light approach. Both were custom-made solution. Every, actually, every case that we're presenting here is a custom-made solution, not an out-of-the-box uh, system. And we sat down with all the employees, uh, the, the blue-collar, let's say, employees, to, to develop it. In close collaboration with local companies, the software, the, the, the software company that we use for the WMS, the Warehouse Management System, and Academia. Only with these two projects, the Vision Picking and the Pick by Light, uh, we, we increased our picking productivity by 30% and significantly reduced error in picking. So finally, we have implemented a best telematic project for all our vans, owned and third party, in order to monitor them with real, real-time position and temperature, where we can have real-time quantitative information, as I said before, on product quality parameters, operational elements, routes, door openings, uh, speed, location, and very, very important uh, metrics uh, that this software uh, provides us, which help us optimize our plan and delivery. By focusing on our network, we delivered close to 3% cost saving, increase our capacity close to 10% and attained a 99% in on time and in full delivery. My goodness, I mean, how much stuff did you do? <laughs> you did so much. This is amazing. Yeah. When Santis mentioned that it's a payback, you know, we're talking about the day, you know, in that term, you know, in the beginning, I was a little bit skeptical in some of the parameters. But when you see the implementation, implementation was done through a local uh, company with customized solutions internally with us and we actually focused on the small problem but thinking big and actually that was a change we did not go for a let's take a system from outside put in place and start from that but we started saying how can the technology from outside help us and we started small but this immediately became uh, with a very big impact i mean the figures i mean saving you know six percent on the mid collection capacity and costs of 13 percent and six the the cost itself i mean that by itself if we put all the collection itself it's um, serious money and the same happens in all the areas you know 30 percent productivity in the picking area only you know you start having the big savings that come from there and payback comes straight on it and it's small things yet very efficiently done 
I, I like your thinking on this because a lot of times people tend to do moonshot type exercises. And so they go in and they replace, for example, their entire ERP system. And it takes years to get any kind of return on that. So by solving small problems and thinking big, you were able to gain quick traction, quick, quick value, right? Okay. But I have a question because you know what I'm going to say next, because we've talked about this before the failure rate of transformation projects. And a lot of times it's down to people. So a lot of these new features sound like they've improved, uh, you know, added value from a financial perspective. So, okay, the CEO, CFO, investors are happy. What are your people on the ground? You know, what do your truck drivers think? What are your, you, you know, your people on the ground? What are their feedback on this? You mentioned the blue collars. What, what are they thinking? Actually, they love it. Yes. Uh, from the intake process, they now feel uh, they now fulfill all the necessary forms uh, online on their phone because we have developed a, 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 an in-house custom app uh, for the meal collection and complete all complete all the paperwork on time without any hassle. Uh, the delivery truck drivers felt that in the beginning a little bit controlled. You know, the company knows where I, where I am, uh, what I'm doing, and especially the third party. Uh, the third party from the third party companies. However, they quickly understood that our focus is ensuring that the customers always get top quality products was key and the, the, the network optimization could help them also to increase the turnover. So once again, yes, they loved it. I can, I can only imagine the, the first day, you know, the driver and status goes to a driver and says, Hey, you have opened your door too many times and the temperature has dropped. So you better make sure you close your door. And by the way, drive safely. You've been to the closest point of sales. And I know that one of them just phoned and they cannot accept the delivery. So please reroute yourself and reach them after half an hour. Wow. I mean, well, it might seem like an intrusive at first, but I think if it, if it helps make their lives a lot better, you know, then that's something that is... If you're bringing your teams with you, your people with you and improving their workload and what they're doing, then clearly that's, that's, that's something that's going to help improve your chances of success with transformation. I want to ask you a question, Alexandros, which is about, let's, let's talk about data and analytics and uh, being able to gain commercial value out of this. It has many actually benefits in that way. And yes, it has. I can mention one small example. In the past, we were collecting the milk. So everything was done on paper before we had all the handhelds, the PDAs, and you name it with all the drivers and collecting the data. And, and you know, at each collecting point, there was a hand-filled paper with collected information about the quantity of milk, quality details, and all the parameters behind it. And the milk was arriving at the factory after X, let's say, hours, and suddenly it was appearing at the factory door. Then, of course, we need to make sure that, okay, guys, we have, you know, let's, let's put in a simplistic way, um, milk arriving, so we need to get ready, you know, to put it into the right necessary process, etc. However, the factory itself had to start managing the whole approach behind it. The new system not only allowed us that we did in the milk collection process, not only it allowed us the online tracking of the milk essential quality elements, but also it allowed us to have the visibility of where exactly the milk is. You know, we could say it's location number four in the in the in the van, let's put it like that, that brings in the lorry that brings it here, the specialized uh, um, container tank that brings it here. 
And actually, we knew exactly what milk is arriving, what quantity, what quality, and all the details that come with it. Now, this the factory and the you know either factories in the whole process knew beforehand what was coming, so they had to plan their processes in the right way, in the right approach. So there was a little bit of more advanced, let's say, planning that came into the scene. At the same time, if I go down to the, um, uh, let's say, to the distribution element, um, just to give you a small example, some of our customers demand that we have a record temperature gauge system that we give them that you know, to ensure that the products have been in the right temperature throughout the time. So you can imagine the process of having a gauge before, you know, putting into a record meter, you know, looking at the data and, you know, printing it or sending it or whatever. So this became actually in the past was difficult to do. And we're talking about now big supply chain supermarkets. Now, when the truck arrives at the perimeter of, let's say, half an hour before it reaches the specific location or X kilometers, automatically the system generates an email that sends it to the procurement area and says, look, you guys, you're going to deliver in half an hour. That's where your lorry is. You can see it where it is, actually. It's going to arrive there in circa 20, 30 minutes. And this is the temperature recording, ensuring the quality of the product that happened in the last X hours. So things like that automatically, it helped the endpoint. And this is available to whichever endpoint wants to have it, even to the small kiosk around the corner, and just to as a proof to ensure that the quality of the product that reaches to the end customer is on the best quality. Now, if you combine all this together, these are elements that help us actually see a little bit uh, the whole plan ahead. Another thing is that we get the orders, again, through PDAs online from the whole network. So the driver that goes around the whole system, he records his orders. So we get the orders back centrally. We know in advance what we have to deliver. We know the stock levels, we know the production. So it, it's a lot easier to plan if there is a huge spike or there's a big increase in the whole network itself. Let me talk to you about augmented reality status, because I understand that you're using that and you're completely bypassing QR codes. Why did you choose to do that and how does it work? Ah, what a case. What a case. This is another, as I told you before, I'm very, very, very proud of it. Uh, we have used augmented reality to solve chronic problems at peaking. We wanted to shift from uh, manual scanning uh, with a traditional RF to vision picking. Uh, the market solutions uh, that we looked at uh, didn't satisfy us, uh, so we collaborated with a university uh, here in Athens and the software provider in order to have a solution that manages to keep the frame rate constant regardless of the distance. This was necessary as we wanted the camera to work like the human eye in order to be uh, very, very uh, comfortable for the user and thus to extend the, uh, the scanning distance. The result was a global innovative solution, uh, Marseille, because we're the first company that implemented a uh, solution such like that, that operators can scan 1D barcodes instead of QR. They can scan QR as well uh, from two meters away and verbally complete the task because it's a combination of vision and voice speaking as well. So much easier and simpler than before with a significant improvement in ergonomics and freedom of movement because they have both of their hands free. Wow. So, I mean, I, I have to say that jumping from QR codes to augmented reality, I wouldn't have thought it. And so now that you explained the case study, I can see the use for it. I just wish other companies were doing that more often. 
So, okay, Alexandros, where do you, where do you, where do you all go from here? I mean, there's, there's, one of the things I like to say is that transformation is not finite, right? Transformation is something that everyone is undergoing on a regular basis. So you're not done here, are you? What, what, where do we go? What's the, what's next for you? Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, if we were to say that, look, we transformed and we stop, I mean, that's a false statement and, you know, it, it cannot be like that. Transformation is something that happens all the time because the external environment and the internal in ourselves, we also change in time. Uh, many more opportunities. So we're picking up on low-hanging fruits. There's a lot of areas that we are looking still more to go into the business itself. Um, and there are many other areas within the business that we have opportunities to do a lot more, be it in manufacturing, you know, be it in the internal processes. Uh, there is a standard process, of course, that happens like every dairy company, but we want to do a little bit more and we always get more opportunities that go into the same manner itself. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of things that come into the scene, a lot more in ESG than what we do today uh, as well. So there's a lot more things um, due to come. I think the most important one is, you know, always, you know, although I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of, it's much better to start with small things that deliver value straight on and then build on it and more opportunities come, more things come following on from that. And a lot more uh, can come from that direction. But the direction is clear. The only way is we need to continuously transform what we do. Um, it's not the strongest of the species that survives, but the one that adapts more to change. I 100% agree to that. Well, I want to thank you both for being here, Alexandros and Stathis, for uh, sharing this case study that's really innovative. And, I, and I'm fascinated by the fact that you've been able to do this with all the crisis and everything that's going on in the world and all that, you know, that you've had the vision to invest in this and carry it on. And um, I'm excited to see where you go from here. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Maria, for inviting us. It's always a pleasure to share uh, best practices and experiences that can help also others to develop further. So thank you very much for providing us this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. It was a very, very nice first time. Thank you. Now, for those of you listening, we'll catch you at the next one.